Welcome to the Ghost Rap Podcast. It's fast, it's fun, it's informative. This is your weekly dose of the news that matters on the markets with your host, the Finance Ghost. For more details on these stories and to make sure you get daily updates, visit ghostmail.co.za. The Ghost Rap Podcast is proudly brought to you by Mazars, a leading international audit, tax and advisory firm with a national footprint within South Africa. We need to look at Bell Equipment this week with a couple of trading statements that really got the market excited before final results came out. When they did come out, the response from the market was muted because they had been so well telegraphed by the trading statements. Revenue for the six months to June was up 42% and HIPS jumped by 63% and obviously that is very good. But what the market must also have looked at is the cash flow statement. When demand from customers is good, Bell must stock up on inventory to fulfill that demand and this obviously costs money. It is still quite incredible to see 791 million rand flowing into the business and 757 million rand getting sucked into working capital. That is before paying interest or taxes for that matter. So there was a substantial cash outflow of 397 million rand in this period. A year ago, it was an outflow of 177 million. Although an outflow in the first half of the year thus isn't anything new, it's still a big number and it's gotten bigger, which means that the company cannot afford any missteps. With inventory up from 4.75 billion rand to 5.88 billion rand, they need to work through that demand from customers. Transaction capital shareholders can only dream of a world in which an inventory buildup is their biggest problem. David Hurwitz is out of the CEO role, which is not much of a shock to be honest when you consider how broken the share price is and how severely SA Taxi has fallen apart. Something had to give somewhere, and there needs to be a sense of accountability, even though the reasons for SA Taxi falling over were far beyond his control. Unfortunately, some very well-timed share sales will probably be his legacy among retail investors. Not only is SA Taxi in huge trouble, so much in fact that Jonathan Jorno and Chris Seabrook of Sabvest are now right at the forefront of fixing it, but We Buy Cars has seen earnings drop 20% year-on-year off a high base, and even Newton is not growing as quickly as they had hoped. The share price got butchered on Tuesday after the announcement came out on Monday night, dropping 16.4% to 5 rand 85 it has previously shown an ability to bounce back from below six rand, so perhaps it will do so again. It is certainly all hands on deck to save this thing, with Jonathan Jorno taking on the group's CEO role. In happier market news, Capitec seemed to find some bidders, with the share price up 6% in the past week. This was because of a trading statement that noted growth in HEPs of between 8% and 10%. Now, that is pretty pedestrian growth, not just relative to the other, more established banks, but certainly relative to Capitec's valuation. Full results are due on 28 September and investors will dig into many areas of those results, especially the credit loss ratio and expense growth, with the efficiency ratio having been a concern in recent periods as well. Caxton is a tale of two segments right now. There's almost an even split across the publishing and printing business on one side and packaging and stationery on the other. The packaging business is growing strongly and the printing business is not, with pressure on the local newspapers and printing in general, with the loss of the textbook volumes at Maskew Miller Learning not helping after that business was acquired by competitor Novus. What makes Caxton especially interesting though is its 34% stake in impact, with Caxton trading at roughly half its NAV per share. Depending how you look at it, this means that either you can get impact at a deep discount through Caxton, or you're getting impact at market value and the rest of Caxton almost for free. There is some good stuff in Caxton, so this kind of situation does get the attention of value investors. 
onto City Lodge, where occupancies are now slightly ahead of FY19 levels. That is great news, but one has to remember that in hospitality, you can always fill a room at a bargain price, and that doesn't necessarily make it profitable. City Lodge has not seen pricing recover to pre-pandemic levels, so revenue is not quite there yet, and we've had four years of inflation in the cost base. To mitigate some of this impact, the food and beverages side of the business has grown nicely to contribute 17% of revenue, with gross margin on those sales up from 55% to 58%. Margins are higher overall than last year, and a dividend of $0.08 cents per share has also been declared. Despite all this, the share price is down 9% this year. The market wants to see some pricing power coming through, not just an uptick in occupancy. We finish off with another hospitality player, namely Sun International. In the six months to June 2023, income was up 11.7% and adjusted EBITDA climbed 5.6%. Margins are clearly under pressure. Load shedding is part of that, but another factor is also the mix, as resorts and hotels run at a lower margin than gaming, and that is where the growth was. Adjusted headline earnings per share increased by 10.1% at group level, and that is decent in this environment, with a positive response from the market as well. Gaming contributes 78% of group income and only grew by 6.6%, so the biggest part of the group is inching along. Hotels and resorts jumped 26.9%, and it helps that overseas travel has become so expensive for South Africans that we are all taking a short left to local destinations. Sun International certainly isn't complaining about that. And that's a wrap. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Ghost Rap podcast should be taken as advice. Please do your own research and visit ghostmail.co.za for more insights into the market.